For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. The crowd gathered outside the corner store where George Floyd was killed erupted in cheers as they listened to the first guilty count announced from the courtroom where Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was put on trial. The jury took just over 10 hours of deliberations to find Chauvin guilty on all three counts, second and third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Sentencing is set for June. George Floyd's brother Felonis gathered with other members of Floyd's large family and with civil rights attorneys to say he felt he, he could finally breathe after enduring the repeated broadcast during the trial of videos showing his brother being murdered. And I could do nothing but watch especially in that courtroom, over and over and over again as my brother was murdered. Today, we are able to breathe again. President Biden welcomed the verdict, saying Floyd's death was a murder in full light of day, and it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see systemic racism. The murder of George Floyd launched a summer of protest. We hadn't seen since the civil rights era in the 60s. Protests that unified people of every race and generation in peace and with purpose to say enough, enough, enough of this senseless killings. Before his statement, Biden had spoken to Floyd's family where he promised to work for meaningful changes in policing. Vice President Kamala Harris said the Biden administration will work to help pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. It would ban chokeholds, establish national standards for police departments, require data collection on police encounters, streamline federal law to prosecute excessive force, and eliminate qualified immunity for law enforcement. The measure passed the House along party lines. It's stuck in the Senate. Minnesota's first black attorney general, former Congressman Keith Ellison's office, successfully prosecuted the case against Chauvin. After the verdict, Ellison listed the names of victims of beatings or death at the hands of police. Rodney King, Abner Luima, Oscar Grant, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Freddie Gray, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor, Dante Wright, and more. This has to end. We need true justice. That's not one case. That is a social transformation that says that nobody's beneath the law and no one is above it. This verdict reminds us that we must make enduring systemic societal change. According to a criminologist at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, Chauvin is only the eighth U.S. police officer convicted of murder since 2005. The fatal shooting of a black teenage girl by police in Columbus, Ohio, came within minutes of the verdict in the George Floyd killing. It caused outrage and protests. Officials with the Columbus Division of Police released footage of the shooting of 16-year-old Makia Bryant last night, just hours after it happened. The 10-second clip begins with an officer getting out of his car at a house where police had been dispatched after someone called 911 saying they were being physically threatened. The officer takes a few steps toward a group of people in the driveway when the girl started swinging the knife at first one girl or woman and then at another. The officer shouted at her and then opened fire. A man immediately yells at the officer, you didn't have to shoot her, she's just a kid, man. 
Senators Ed Markey of Massachusetts and California's Alex Padilla joined with New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to reintroduce the Green New Deal. Their event came two days before President Biden's virtual summit planned for tomorrow and Friday. Markey noted he and Ocasio-Cortez originally introduced the Green New Deal two years ago. For the past two years, it has been proven that the Green New Deal isn't just a resolution, it is a revolution. Since, since then, every day, revolutionaries have taken to the streets and the ballot box to make jobs, justice, and climate action central to our political system. It was just three years ago that Wisconsin's Republican leaders signed a deal to give Foxconn nearly $3 billion in state tax credits on the promise it would invest $10 billion at its electronics facility and create 13,000 jobs. Former President Trump touted the plant as the eighth wonder of the world. The shrunken reality emerged yesterday. A new deal signed by Wisconsin's Democratic Governor Tony Evers will make Foxconn eligible for $80 million dollars for employing slightly over 1,400 workers, not 13,000, and for investing $676 million by 2026. I'm Eileen Alfandiri for Pacifica Radio.